don't give food to monks from other orders. It's a sin. Episode 123, Tipitaka, Part 60, in which I will continue reading Pakitiya, the Rules of Expiation, starting with Rule 41. So for those who are new who just uh, happen to tune into this episode, this is a video podcast for those of you watching me, and an audio podcast for those of you listening on one of the podcasting apps in which I recite some of the least interesting, most boring scriptures in all of Buddhism, which also happen to be the oldest. Um, and thus, uh, by through the use of facial expression, pop culture references from the 80s, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, humor and, and sometimes uh, going off on tangents and things like that. I, I try to make it a little more interesting. Also, we've got horns and construction sounds of New Delhi, India, which is where I am. Watch out, Joe Rogan. I'm coming for your number one spot. Number one podcast. Everybody's Buddhist books. How is everybody doing this morning? By the way, if, uh, if, it, if it's morning, it's always morning somewhere, right? Yes, that's true. Um, if this is your first time seeing me, go ahead and click right there. That will take you to the Tipitaka playlist. Better to start with episode one. Actually, those first few episodes are, are actually interesting. They kind of hook you. They kind of go, wow, this is really interesting. I think I'll keep reading. And hopefully that hook is enough to, to keep the momentum going through the, the uh, things like... Uh, like Last episode, we had the rule that you're not allowed to store food. Never mind why. It's just not allowed. And uh, what have you. Um, so yeah, uh, if you start with that first episode, there's a, a riveting tale of Lord Buddha speaking to a Brahmin and kind of owning him, if you will, to use a, uh, a, a modern term that the kids are using, right? And uh, so I would like to welcome our special guest. Now, forgive me, I don't know if this has a proper name, but it is all eight of the auspicious symbols of Vajrayana Buddhism in one symbol. And if that looks familiar, it's because it is almost exactly what we use to represent Vajrayana Buddhism, specifically sort of the Tibetan flavor of Vajrayana Buddhism, also Bhutan and Nepal and what have you. Um, this image, as you can see, uh, can be found in several places. If you walk around Kathmandu, for instance, or, or Nepal, I have not personally been to Tibet. Uh, 
the uh, the the land formerly known as Tibet. I guess they still call it Tibet, right? It's just not its own country anymore. Anyway, um, yes. So if you look closely, you can see the wheel of the Dharma, the uh, umbrella of unity, the uh, the 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 flag of good signs, the fish here and here of happiness, the knot, the endless knot of love, the, uh, the lotus, the pink lotus of spiritual purity, here I'm going to cheat a little bit, the conch shell of good speech is surely in there somewhere, and uh, is that everything? I think that's everything. Oh, and the jar. The jar of wisdom and prosperity. Because if you have the wisdom to keep your prosperity in a jar with the lid on it and not let it spill out and keep it in a safe place, then that's where wisdom and prosperity can kind of go together. Um, it's water. I mean, back in the day, water was sort of... I mean, it's sort of... It's becoming more precious these days, uh, clean drinking water, that is. Um, <clears throat> so back in the old days, if you had water, then you kind of wanted to keep it in a jar. And it was wise to keep your water there. Make sure it's always full. If it starts to get down halfway, send someone down to the river. Special thanks to whoever's banging on a hammer uh, across the alleyway here in Sant Nagar. All right, so uh, yes, that's basically it. Let's uh, bring the dial back to pre-sectarian early Buddhism. Full disclosure, by the way, about this. This particular stone carving of the Dharma wheel actually comes from the post-Ashok era. However, we don't really have much in the way of like Buddhist symbols I didn't want to use Keanu Reeves, you know, for that. Uh, so, you know, it just seemed like simple enough and old school and stone and everything that it, even though it's technically from this period, I'm using it to represent uh, pre-sectarian early Buddhism. So just full disclosure about that. And if you have any comments about what I got wrong, oversimplified, or if you have anything to elaborate on about the eight auspicious symbols, or the eight in one, do please feel free to uh, write a comment below if you're on YouTube or archive.org, or if you're on the podcast, you can uh, you can reach me in various ways. There's a, a Facebook attached. If you click through to the uh, the website that is connected to the the series. You can find, if you scroll down to the bottom, there's an Instagram page, there's a Facebook page. You can go through and you can post a comment there. That'd be very cool. Um, be glad to hear from you. All right. So, the challenge begins. How to make the rules for monks in pre-sectarian, uh, the original Sangha. I mean, that, to me, this is interesting. It's sort of like reading the Silmarillion. You have to be a big Tolkien nerd to tolerate someone reading the entire Silmarillion on a podcast with construction sounds in the background, but it might help if they make funny faces every once in a while and uh, little silly jokes. That's my philosophy anyway. All right, let's do this. Expiation. Pakitia. 41. 
or XLI, as the Romans used to say, at one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Vesali in the great grove in the hall of the gable pillars. Now, at that time, there came to be abundant, solid food for the order. Then the venerable Ananda told this matter to the Lord. He said, quote, Well, Ananda, give the cakes to those who eat scraps of food. And quote, or let them eat cake, if you will. Different, different, a uh, whole different situation and context and millennium. Uh, it, quote, very well, Lord, and quote, and the venerable Ananda, having answered the Lord, having made those who eat scraps of food sit down one after the other, giving a cake to each, gave two cakes to a certain female wanderer. Who's going to play the role of a certain female wanderer? Thinking that they were one. Neighboring female wanderers spoke thus to this female wanderer. Quote, this recluse is your lover. End quote. Well, it is Vesali. Those of you who remember Parajika will know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> quote, this recluse is not my lover. He gave two cakes, thinking that they were one. End quote. A second time, three dots. A third time did the venerable Ananda, giving a cake to each one, give two cakes, thinking that they were one to this female wanderer. Neighboring female wanderers spoke thus to the female wanderer, three dots, quote, This recluse is not my lover. He gave two cakes, thinking that they were one, end quote, saying, quote, The lover is not a lover, end quote, they quarreled. Then a certain naked ascetic, all right, who's going to be the naked ascetic? Who's naked? Um, ah, yes, the naked ascetic, right? You remember him? No? All right, anyway. <clears throat> then a certain naked ascetic went to a distribution of food. A certain monk mixing cooked rice with a quantity of ghee, gave a large alms meal to that naked ascetic. Then the naked ascetic, taking that alms meal, went away. A certain naked ascetic said to that naked ascetic, quote, where, your reverence, was an alms meal obtained by you? End quote. Quote, it was obtained, your reverence, at a distribution of food, parentheses made, close parentheses, by a shaven householder of that recluse, Gautama. Lord Buddha. You know that, right? Gautama. End quote. Lay followers heard this talk of those naked ascetics. Then these lay followers approached the Lord. And having approached, having greeted the Lord, they sat down at a respectful distance. As they were sitting at, down at a respectful distance, these lay followers spoke thus to the Lord. Quote, Lord. 
these adherents of other sects desire blame for the enlightened one. They desire blame for Dhamma. They desire blame for the order. It were well, Lord, that the masters did not give to the adherents of other sects with their parentheses, own, close parentheses, hand, parentheses, close parentheses, end quote. So in the original Pali, it was with their own hand, but Miss um, Horner, Mrs. Horner, I'm not sure, uh, decided that hands would be a better way for us English-speaking people to understand. I think it's silly. <clears throat> then the Lord gladdened, three dots, delighted these lay followers with Dhamma talk. Then these lay followers, having been gladdened, three dots, delighted by the Lord with Dhamma talk, rising from parentheses, their close parentheses, seats, having greeted the Lord, departed, keeping their right side towards him. Then the Lord, on this occasion, having given reasoned talk, addressed the monks, saying, quote, On account of this, monks, I will lay down a rule of training for monks founded on ten reasons for the excellence of the order, for the comfort of the order. Three dots. What are the other eight reasons? Footnote. Anybody? No footnote. Hmm. For establishing what is Dhamma indeed, for following the rules of restraint. So we got four of the ten reasons, leaving six to the imagination. The footnote says Vin 321 Bud E 34F. I'm going to assume that that means in the future, when we get to the third book, and we're almost done with the second book. Perhaps on 20, page 21 of the third book, maybe we'll find out what the 10 reasons are. I, I think that, you know, replacing text with three dots when it's something that we've read before is obnoxious. But replacing with words with three dots that we haven't read yet is absolutely unforgivable. Sorry. I, she, like I said, passed away 19 years ago, so the translator, I just wish... I wish you hadn't done this. Okay. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should give with his own hand solid food or soft food to a naked ascetic or to a wanderer or to a female wanderer, there is an offense of expiation. End quote. Don't share your food with them Jainists. It's the rule. Whatever means three dots. Those who are new, um, every four or five episodes, I flash back to what whatever means. But you know what whatever means, right? Monk means three dots. Again. Naked ascetic means whoever being naked has reached, parentheses, the stage of, parentheses, a wanderer. I could see how that could have been confusing without that clarification by Mrs. Horner. Whoever being naked has reached a wanderer. Mm, yeah, that's not what that means. <clears throat> Let's get into the saw, the sounds of the ambient city. 
like the clanging and banging of drums and the trumpets of of, of an orchestra of monks designed to take us through various stages and to perfect, unsurpassed, bright nirvana. Oh, the saw has stopped. I wish it were still going. Don't you? Yes, it's all a matter of perspective. Wanderer means setting aside monk and novice. Whoever has reached, parentheses, the stage of, close parentheses, a wanderer. Female wanderer means setting aside nun and female probationer and female novice. Whoever has reached, parentheses, the stage of, close parentheses, a female wanderer. So like a female monk who's not in Buddha's order, basically. Like a, a female recluse. All right. Solid food means setting aside the five parentheses kinds of close parentheses meals and water and parentheses open close open parentheses and close parentheses water for cleansing the teeth. What remains is called solid food. Soft food means the five parentheses kinds of close parentheses meals, cooked rice, food made with flour, barley meal, fish, meat. Should give means. If he gives by means of the body, or by means of something attached to the body, or by means of something that may be cast, there is an offense of expiation. Do you hear that high-pitched sound? That's someone doing a puja. Someone in their own home doing ritual practices with incense and prayers and bells. It was a practice that was popularized as part of the movement that came to be known as Tantra. A widely practiced and taken for granted aspect of that movement. And yet not one of the things that come to mind when you say the word. Isn't that odd? Right. Anyway, if you say the word here in India, people think of like the Aghori if you say the word in uh, the West, people think of like bounce, bounce, bounce aspect of spirituality, if you know what I mean by that. And then, of course, if you say the word in, you know, like Tibet or Nepal or Bhutan, they have a proper understanding of its meaning. More so. Anyway, it's what if you go to, uh, to Japan and you ask about Shingon, they'll say, ah, it's esoteric Buddhism. It's the esoteric Buddhism. It's not exo. Every other form of Buddhism is exoteric Buddhism. This is esoteric Buddhism. But if you uh, ask someone in Tibet about Vajrayana and they speak English pretty well, then they might say it's tantric Buddhism. Right? Are we all caught up? All right. Anyway, sorry. That's one of those, an example of going off on a tangent to try to make things a little more interesting. And just because I go off on tangents, that's me making excuses for going off on tangents. Should give means, yes, uh, attached to the body, something that may be cast there as an offense of expiation. Yes, yes. So if you give it with your body or something attached to your body and they receive it with their body or something attached to their body, it's an, ex an offense of expiation. Don't give food to monks from other orders. It's a sin. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sin. It's a sin.
If he thinks that he is an adherent of another sect, when he is an adherent of another sect, parentheses and, close parentheses, gives with his, parentheses, own, close parentheses, hand, no S in parentheses, mm, expecting us to understand with only one hand, don't you use both hands to give food? Mm, like a person? No. Uh, solid food or soft food, there is an offensive expiation. There it is. Oh, the saw. Mm. If he is in doubt as to whether he is an adherent of another sect, three dots, it's expiation. Uh, if he thinks that he is not an adherent of another sect when he is an adherent of another sect, three dots of expiation. If he gives water for cleansing the teeth, there's an offensive wrongdoing. Not as bad. All right. Uh, if he thinks that he is an adherent of another sect when he is not an adherent of another sect, there's an offensive wrongdoing. Because you think you're doing something wrong, and even if you're not actually doing something wrong, the fact that you did it anyway, there's at least an offensive wrongdoing. That's how that works, it seems. If he thinks that he is an adherent of another sect when he is not an yes. If he is in doubt as to whether he is not an adherent of another sect, there is an offensive wrongdoing. If he thinks that he is not an adherent of another sect, when he is not an, an adherent of another sect, there's no offense. There is no offense if he gets someone to give, parentheses, but, close parentheses, does not, parentheses, himself, close parentheses, give. If he gives depositing, parentheses, it, close parentheses, near, if he gives ointment for the external, parentheses, use, close parentheses, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. Oh, so it's okay to put the food in a bowl and say, hey, you can have that food if you want it. Why? Because I say so. Not me, but the text. All right, um, let's read one more. One more. Expiation, Pakitia, X-L-I-I, or 42. Yeah. Um, at one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anattapindika's monastery. Now, at that time, the Venerable Upananda... You remember the Venerable Upananda? At one time he was um, played by, by this guy, but originally he was that guy. He also plays um, the king on my side when uh, my friend and I plays chess through the... Uh... Never mind. Anyway, okay. Uh, and now at that time the Venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, Not as much as uh, Udayan's former wife that one time. But anyway, spoke thus to a monk who shared, parentheses, his, close parentheses, brother's cell. Ah, that guy. You remember that guy? He was the one he tore his robe off when he said he was going to go with Buddha instead of going with Upananda. Parentheses. Come, your reverence. We will enter the village for alms food. Close parentheses. I mean, end quote. Yes. 
Without having had parentheses alms food close parentheses given to him, he dismissed him, saying, quote, "Go away, your reverence. Neither talking nor sitting down with you comes to be a comfort for me. Either talking or sitting down alone comes to be a comfort for me." End quote. Then that monk, when mealtime was near, was not able to walk for alms, and returning he did not achieve participation in the meal. I like that turn of phrase, to achieve participation in the meal. Wow, I'm, I'm going to be running late. I will unfortunately not be able to achieve participation in the meal. I'm going to use that next time that situation comes up. <clears throat> he became famished. Then that monk, I, I have to say, these monks become famished easily. I mean, maybe because they don't eat much, then, oh, well, they only get to eat before noon. So, right, if you miss the meal, then that means you don't eat again until the next morning, and maybe it's just a small bowl full. So I could see how you can become famished. All right, all right, I take it all back. I was going to say, for me, if I skip a meal, I don't become famished. But different situation, different time, different food. Cheers. Then that monk, having gone to the monastery, told this matter to the monks. <clears throat> Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, saying to a monk, quote within quotes, Come, your reverence, we will go into the village for alms food, end quote within quotes, without having had, parentheses, alms food, close parentheses, given to him, dismiss him, three dots, End quote. I guess I kind of lost track of what was going on. But anyway, quote, Is it true, as is said, that you, Upananda, saying to a monk, quote within quotes, come, three dots, end quote within quotes, dismiss him? Oh, so Upananda was being weird. He said, hey, come with me. Ah, I don't want you to come with me. Stay here. And then that monk got starving because Upananda was being very grouchy. Alright. He's a little odd, that one. Um, it is not, foolish man, for pleasing those who are not yet in parentheses pleased, three dots, and thus monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monks saying to a monk, quote within quotes, come, your reverence, we will go into a village or a little town for alms, food, end quote within quotes, either causing to be given or not causing to be given, parentheses, alms, food, close parentheses, to him, should dismiss him, saying, quote within quotes, go away, your reverence, neither talking nor sitting down with you comes to be a comfort for me. Either talking or sitting down alone comes to be a comfort for me, end quote within quotes. If doing it for just this object, not for another, there is an offense of expiation, end quote. That's a very specific rule. It's like an Upananda rule, specifically. Whatever means three dots. Monk means three dots. Monk means another monk. Come, your reverence, to a village or little town means... A village and a little town and a town. A village as well as a little town. I swear to God, that's what it says. All right. Causing to be given, parentheses, alms, food, close parentheses, to him means causing kanji or solid food or soft food to be given. Can I have some kanji? What is kanji? 
whatever it is, I'll eat it. Not causing to be given means not causing anything to be given. Should dismiss means if desiring to laugh, desiring to sport together with a woman, if desiring to sit down in private, if desiring to indulge in bad habits. He speaks thus, quote within quotes, Go away, your reverence, neither talking three dots, sitting down alone comes to be comfort for me, and quote within quotes. Parentheses and close parentheses. Dismisses him, there is an offense of wrongdoing. Dismissing him from sight or from hearing is an offense of wrongdoing. When he is dismissed, there is an offense of expiation. If doing it for just this object, not for another means, there comes to be no other object whatever, parentheses, for which, and parentheses, to dismiss him. If he thinks that he is ordained when he is ordained and, in parentheses, dismisses him, there is an offense of expiation. If he is in doubt as to whether he is ordained, three dots. If he thinks that he is not ordained when he is ordained and, in parentheses, dismisses him, there is an offense of expiation. If he finds fault with another, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he dismisses one who is not ordained, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he finds fault with another, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that he is ordained when he is not ordained, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether he is not ordained, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that he is not ordained when he is not ordained, there is an offense of wrongdoing. Okay, so you're not supposed to treat anyone this way. I mean, it's wrongdoing, but it's expiation if it's a monk. All right. <clears throat> there is no offense if he dismisses him, saying, quote, unquote, Together we will not both keep going, end quote within quotes. If seeing costly goods, he dismisses him, saying, quote within quotes, it will produce a state of greed, end quote within quotes. If seeing a woman, he dismisses him, saying, quote within quotes, she will produce dissatisfaction, end quote within quotes. If he dismisses him, saying, quote within quotes, take back kanji or solid food or soft food for one who is ill or for one who is left behind, or for a guardian of the dwelling place, end quote within quotes. If not desiring to indulge in bad habits, he dismisses him if it ought to be done, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. The second, <clears throat> meaning of course, the 42nd. And that's today's reading. Special thanks to Upananda, the naked ascetic and the female wanderer, as well as the eight auspicious symbols of, of Vajrayana Buddhism in one, for making these rules of expiation a little more fun. So that's your Silmarillion reading for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And I look forward to seeing you again next time. All right. So, until then, may you be blessed with all these eight blessings and um, what have you. And, uh, all right, I'll go ahead and close now. <clears throat> to the north and to the south, 
to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Until next time.